A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Welcome back to A Word for Today. It's Saturday the 13th of February, and we're looking at 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 15 to 16. Peter here is presenting us with a portrait of the archetypal false teacher, the worst false teacher, the most powerful human false teacher that our world has ever seen, because he said that all the false teachers of his time are those who follow the way of Balaam. Balaam there is not just, I think, a prototype, but an archetype uh, of the false teacher. Let me read now verses 15 to 16. Forsaking the right way, they have gone astray. They have followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved gain from wrongdoing, but was rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. We saw yesterday how Balaam was rebuked by his donkey and how strange it was that those who were the most powerful in opposing God should be opposed in the lowest way. And yet we are going to see that that is a great principle that God loves to adopt. And what we've stumbled upon here is a principle that runs right through the Bible. In Psalm 8, verse 2, uh, the psalmist writes this, Out of the mouth of babes and infants you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. There's a sense there that God humiliates and uh, opposes those who are his enemies out of the mouth of babes and infants. And if he uses babes and infants, when you come to the greatest false teacher, the most powerful false teacher our world has ever seen, he is going to go even below that. And what he does is he goes to a donkey, a speechless donkey whom he empowers with the ability to speak. God goes as low as it's possible to go to address the highest. Why does he do that? Well, the example I use when I preach this Um, I took the example of living in love and faith. It's an ongoing process in the Church of England where once again they are revisiting the issue of sexuality, uh, the the legitimacy of sexuality outside the only sexuality that the Bible um, uh, authorizes, which is that between a man and a woman within the covenant of marriage. And the Church of England has not left this issue alone. And the great sin that Balaam committed was going back to God for a second opinion. That's what led him astray, in a sense, or at least that's what was his undoing. He wasn't happy with the answer God gave the first time, and because riches and honor were being extended to him, he went back to God a second time and said, look, did you really mean what you said the first time, in effect? And that is what this living in love and faith is doing. And so uh, what I like to imagine is a little girl aged about four. Uh, Let's call her Clarissa. And let's say she's a scrambler. That is the youngest group of Sunday school. And let's say we were to ask Clarissa this question. We would say, Clarissa, should we do what the Bible says 
Or should we not do what the Bible says? Now, I think little Clarissa, if she was typical of any of the scramblers in the Sunday school of Lionstown, a little Clarissa would say we should do what the Bible says. And we could then shout up to all the high-ups conducting this great study, the great academics who are analysing this work and going through mountains of material and watching all these videos and saying, excuse me, just to, if I might interrupt you for a moment, did you just hear what Clarissa said? Do you still think that you're right to be going on, engaging in this process, dignifying it as you are? Did you not hear Clarissa say what she said, that we should do what the Bible says? And uh, if we were to do that, what we would be doing is shaming and confronting uh, those mighty people who are going along with this process. And that would be a powerful way of doing it, wouldn't it? It would be exposing uh, as well as confronting, and it would be uh, totally uh, undermining the legitimacy of the process. It would be shaming that process. It would be uh, putting it in disgrace, as it were. And that is what God is doing. And so when you get the highest false teacher it's ever been, God goes to the lowest witness he could possibly use, a talking donkey, in order to shame and, and, and confront and uh, expose and disgrace before the world. And that is how God works. There is a, a record of Jesus in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 21. We're told that Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. So there Jesus is delighting in the fact with real joy that God works in this way, just as we saw he does in the Old Testament, so he works this way in the New Testament. He hides things from the wise and understanding and reveals them to little children in order to shame those who would seek to stand above, who would seek to despise his authority, to expose them by uh, using uh, creatures that are humble and lowly and weak to do that. And that is how God works. We'll be considering the application of that tomorrow. Do join me then. Heavenly Father, thank you that you expose the strong and the powerful and the proud by the humble and the lowly and the weak. Please would we learn from that what we should. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.